Hello and welcome to Should I Stay or Should I Go? The podcast providing you with expert career insight and advice from senior people in the fields of insurance and risk management to help you make the right career decisions. Hosted by founder and managing partner of Key Strategies LLC, Mike Tenenbaum. Featuring interviews with those at the top of their game, each podcast explores topical issues, coupled with specialist guidance on making your next move in the corporate risk management, insurance brokerage, and the insurance carrier sectors. A seasoned recruiter, Mike Tenenbaum has over 30 years of experience in sourcing top insurance and risk management talent for world-class Fortune 500 companies throughout the US. This experience makes your host the perfect person to kickstart the conversations that will give you the wisdom you need to decide. Should I stay or should I go? I am joined today by Pat O'Neill, who is founder and managing partner of Red Hand Advisors. And Red Hand Advisors is a risk management technology consulting firm. Pat, welcome to the show. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for inviting me. Well, it's great to have you, Pat. This particular session is a little bit different than what I normally do because, I, as you know, I normally have you know a senior level risk management professional talking about their career and their background and how to be a better risk manager. One of the things that I've done over the years with my career is I've always made it a point to really be aware of and in touch with all the people that touch risk management and insurance. Uh, and Pat, you kind of fall under that category. Although we've known each other a really long time, what I've recognized about you and what you're doing is you provide added value, really critical consulting services to the risk management function, being in the risk management technology area. So I thought we would talk a little bit about how you started out in that field and how you evolved into what you're doing now. So I think you and I met actually back when you were at J&H back in the 90s, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And we've known each other a long time. And I guess that means that we're both getting pretty old. Yes, we're getting older. Older. <laughs> so how did you get your start in the field? By chance, a little bit. I graduated from Manhattan College with a business degree in computer information systems. It was kind of the opposite of being a programmer. The programmers were down in the engineering school and the business computer information systems, we were, we were learning to be more analysts. I never really wanted to be a computer programmer per se, but I was intrigued by technology. Wound up taking my first job at Johnson & Higgins and uh, didn't know a lot about insurance, uh, let alone even Johnson & Higgins at the time. But my first role was as a business analyst. And I was assigned to manage what was then corporate systems, the founding risk management information system in the space. I utilized that system on behalf of the larger J&H clients. And so that's kind of how I got into this space. Just around the same time I joined, JH was starting a project to build the first PC version of a risk management information system or a RIMIS. That system is JH was JH Stars, which is now it's gone through many iterations, is now known as ClearSight, and it's part of the Risk Connect suite of products. And I was a founding member of that. So my role with corporate systems gave me a unique perspective in terms of what that system should do and how it was going to be built. I guess I was lucky enough to be there and on the ground floor and being a founding member of that team. I held numerous roles. I was, you know, I always say I was employee number two, which I was at Stars. I was there through 500 plus employees in many, many, many years and typically working directly with clients, either in a sales or customer experience implementation support role uh, with our clients. 
Interesting. So I remember when uh, when we first uh, met that we had a lot of the same clients, actually, because we were both dealing with Fortune 500 companies. Yeah, that's kind of that role, as you introduced a moment ago of, you know, typically who you who you t- speak to in these uh, in these podcasts. I see my role as a supporting function for those roles. And I've always worked with the risk management community. And while I said a moment ago that really wasn't something I knew much about, I feel like that's all I know now. I've been doing this, as we said, for, you know, for many years. And while I'm a technology expert, I really think of myself, I go back to what I learned in school as being someone who applies technology to offer solutions. And those solutions are in the risk management um, and insurance space. And so I probably feel more comfortable in that than I do pure technology at this point. That's kind of how that evolution has been for me. Yes. So you're really using a business focus when you're working with your clients. Correct. All throughout my career, I always felt like what I was was that person in between, right? So you had the the risk management expert, the client, and then you had either a system or a programmer you know, the high-end technology side on the far side. And what my role or people like me would do and what we do at Red Hand is kind of sit in between. And we interpret, we assist in crafting the right solutions because the programmer wants to build and they don't really need to know all about that particular industry or or solution. They're, they're the technology experts. And the same is true for the risk management side. You don't expect them, shouldn't expect them to be technology experts. And so that's why I think the role that I play and what we do at Red Hand is very valuable to organizations. Great. What led you to establishing Red Hand Advisors and what services are you providing? Well, after leaving Marsh, I founded Red Hand. I kind of felt like, you know, all this experience I had in this space, becoming a risk technology expert um, was where I wanted to continue to focus. So I founded Red Hand and focused on helping organizations make the most out of just all of the risk technology that's available and the investments that are made. In 2019, Dave Tweedy, who's been a consultant in this space for many years, joined Red Hand. Between the two of us, we have over 70 years of experience in the industry. First and foremost, though, I see our role as analysts in the risk tech space. What does that mean? Well, you know, there's a great deal of solutions in the marketplace, almost in some cases, almost more than we can keep up with. And so to expect organizations and risk managers and our clients to keep up with that, it's impossible. So our primary role is to be experts in that space and understand what's available and how it can be applied to the solutions that are required in the space. One of the ways we make that information available is through the RIMIS report, which we publish on an annual basis. The report is kind of a -a one-of-a-kind report. It's the most comprehensive report in the risk management information space, and it's much broader than that. It touches on claims and claims administration systems, integrated risk management enterprise systems, as well as analytic solutions. And that report is downloaded by more than 2,500 risk management professionals each year. A portion of that report is a survey we do of users of risk management technology. And each year we have over 1,000 industry professionals respond to our survey and provide their assessment of the systems they use and what they're looking for in systems going forward. And our report provides in-depth analysis on that, on the marketplace, on the trends that are taking place in the space, as well as detailed 
vendor profiles and analysis of those vendors based on the survey that we uh, perform. The majority of our work though, if you think about all that information that we've gathered and our knowledge about the systems, is helping and providing consulting services to organizations in the risk tech life cycle. So from needs assessments and vendor selection, all the way through implementation and ongoing support. We don't provide the systems, we provide the support to make those systems better. And we specifically focus on risk technology solutions such as RIMIS, ERM, claims management systems, policy and underwriting, kind of the majority of the systems that we focus on. Awesome. I could totally see a huge need for something like this because, you know, you have the users who are the risk management professionals who are not necessarily technically oriented. They just know what they're trying to do. Then you have the people on the system side who are the designers and developers and service providers who maybe have never worked in risk management. So they're still trying to figure that out as well. And then you have you in between who've worked with both. Yeah. And what we and what we need from the vendors is to, to be the best technology partners they can be. So it's hard for them to focus on both. Although there are there's certainly expertise in the vendor community. Their focus is the technology and the solutions they're providing. Interesting. In those roles, working closely with clients and being in the field as long as you've been, I imagine you know you can talk a little bit about how the field has evolved and how the systems have evolved. Yeah, I can. I've almost been in the field as long as it's been around, but the risk technology, or as it started as, as RIMIS systems, started about five decades ago, actually before my time in the space. And they really were primarily a claims consolidation tool. Corporate systems, which I mentioned a moment ago, was the founding system in this space. And the idea or the concept behind corporate systems was to take the voluminous loss runs that would come to an organization on a monthly basis, typically weeks and weeks after a month end, and provide it in a, in a system that would allow them to consolidate it. Most organizations have more than one insurance carrier or TPA involved in their program, and they would get pages and pages of these loss runs that they couldn't really do anything with. And so the concept behind the initial systems was to consolidate claims data and give the ability to provide or produce consolidated reporting. It's evolved pretty significantly um, since those early days that were focused on claims. And primarily because the role of the risk manager and risk in organizations has evolved significantly. What we look at today, and, and there's been, it's a continuous change. It isn't, it isn't like, oh, this is what we did for 15 years and then 10 years later we did this and now we're doing this. There's been an evolution of what the technology does and what we would consider, I think if you looked at what a Remis was in those early days and looked at it today, you'd almost not be able to tell that, that, that they're from the same family. They obviously still do claims and claims management, but the systems today do everything from incident reporting to root cause analysis, exposure collection and management, property information, premium allocation, policy data, all the things that the risk manager and the risk management community needs to do their job. And that's just some of the common capabilities. Um, the, there's many, many other kind of one-off functionality. There's also a pretty interesting thing that's been happening over the last couple of years is the systems that are out there today are able to track external data. So it's not just your own risks and information, but third-party risks. 
external data, such as severe weather and now pandemics, and being able to relate that to your organization and identify potential risks that you may be vulnerable to because of those things. So that's just kind of the evolution of the risk management side. Technology's played a huge role, so I don't, I don't want to downplay that. Those systems many years ago didn't have the type of capabilities that technology does today. And so it was a big lift back at the beginning just to consolidate the data. And we've gone far beyond that at this point. I mean, from the technology, from just you know basic capabilities, we're now more sophisticated enterprise-wide systems. So the initial systems, you would see one user or two users in a department. Now you're seeing hundreds and hundreds of users within organizations utilizing the systems, collecting data, analyzing the data, pushing reports out, and making it much easier for people to use the information with dashboards, mobile capabilities, business analytics, and I think some of the exciting stuff, really robust automation and workflows to make the processes within an organization much smoother. That's great. What I was thinking about is as the risk management position has evolved from being, you know, let's let's say mostly focused on insurance buying to now truly managing risk and communicating risk and to being more strategic, that makes sense. If what you said before is true, that the innovation in, in risk management technology is really driven by the clients and what their needs are and how their roles are evolving, it makes sense that the systems would evolve as well. I'm thinking that one of the things that risk managers really need to do more of is they need to be able to tell their story in a more data-driven world and to be able to make sense from the data to help their senior management understand what's going on and make better decisions. I could totally see the value of a system that's continuing to evolve that way. Maybe uh, it would be helpful to our listeners to uh, maybe talk through, you know, a scenario or two of a client situation that that you've worked on and what kinds of things you do for clients at Red Hand Advisors. I think kind of one of the more common requests we get, and uh, I can use a real life example from a, a recent engagement, is we'll get a call from a risk manager who's looking to switch systems. It's a pretty common request for us. It typically... In this situation, they were frustrated with the existing system they had or systems, and they didn't feel like those systems were meeting their needs. And so the initial call was, we need your help. Help us find a new system so we can do all the things we want to do. And so we asked a lot of questions, and we started to get into discussion on what their current situation was. And what we ultimately recommended was not to switch systems initially, but to do what we call a remiss checkup. And so that checkup's designed to review the key systems and processes that are in place, as well as the organization's priorities and their goals. So how we do that is we interview the key stakeholders within the organization. We review the systems. We met with the current vendor. And from this process, we were able to make a recommendation and propose a plan to improve the use of the current system, including taking advantage of new features that they weren't currently using, updating workflows, and integrations with other systems within the organization that they weren't currently integrated with. And what we were able to do is to avoid a lengthy and very expensive system migration and get more out of the investment that they had already made. That's kind of not an uncommon theme for us. I think in, in a lot of cases, when we first engage with organizations, they think, oh, you're, you're a RIMIS consultant or you're a risk technology consultant. You're going to help us find a new system and buy a new system. And we really try to focus more on getting more from your existing systems. 
So we have, you know, a majority of our engagements are with clients that already have risk technology and are trying to improve that process. And there's some great technology and solutions in the marketplace. And what we try to do is help them utilize those technologies and systems better and get more out of them. That's really interesting. So it might be a, a misnomer to think that all you do is help clients get new systems then. Because, you know, obviously, given what you just said, you're really focused on helping a client get the most value out of the system they have or the system that they want to have. Yeah, I joke. I say this a lot, which is I don't like going through system selection processes. It's a necessary evil at times, but there's great technology out there. And many, or I would even say a most of the systems that are in the risk technology space offer great solutions. There's obviously you know, not one size fits all, but many cases, organizations just don't take advantage of all of the capabilities. I, I, I wish I knew the exact statistic, but I would guess or venture to guess that an organization uses less than 50% of the capabilities that the system that they may have in place has to offer. Another thing that takes place, and the reason that this kind of happens, Mike, is because there's priorities when a system is initially implemented. There's also pressure to get that system implemented from your own organization, from the vendor. And so you prioritize what you're going to initially implement. And in the best worlds, you'd have a plan to continue to evolve that system after going live and implementing the system. But in many cases, people get busy. The vendors go on to the next project. And you use the system for what you initially set it up for. And then two, three, four years down the road, which is where we typically see those phone calls, is when organizations start to say, it's not really meeting our needs today. And so it's a combination of those things I just mentioned and the fact that organizations are changing. I think the risk management uh, space is evolving very quickly. Risk is probably at the highest level it's ever been in organizations. It's at the board in many cases, looking at enterprise-wide uh, risk. And if the system was implemented prior to those goals and objectives, how can that system meet those needs? It can't. And so we're strong proponents of continuous improvement. So clients where we have been involved since day one, we set a plan that even after go live, what are the immediate priorities after we take a breath? What are we going to do next? What are those things that were were B priorities that we didn't make part of the, the initial implementation that we know are important and can help. And then looking back, that RIMIS checkup is another big piece of it. When we are involved, it's a much more straightforward process. We'll go back you know, a year or 18 months later and say, okay, what are the priorities today? How has your organization changed? One of the things we're seeing right now is the response to the COVID pandemic. Many organizations weren't prepared for that. And the RIMIS systems and the, there's risk technology solutions out there that can help address dealing with that, dealing with your workforce and how that's affected your organization. And so that was something that you couldn't have expected or planned for uh, within the system a couple years ago. But you can quickly make those changes and implement solutions to help manage that risk. I think it's great, actually, um, you know, just thinking about the process that I've had to undergo for myself, for my own system needs and my own database, it's such a bear to go through that process. And it's the last thing you really want to have to do is do it all over again for a new system. So I, I really like the idea, though, 
of doing an initial implementation and use the system for a while and then come back in a year or 18 months and say, okay, how's that going? And now what else can you be doing with the system to take better advantage of the capabilities? Because as you said, if, if you're using less than 50% of the capability, then there's another 50% that you have to play with now to improve upon the value that you get from that same system. And that doesn't even speak to the fact that the technologies are improving every day, right? I'm focused on what the organization's looking for, but there's certainly the technology's changing and the capabilities are coming about. And many clients don't always implement those right away. Some systems have them, you know, and, and in our SaaS world that we're in today in the cloud, those features are made available very quickly, but are they actually used? That's the real issue. It's great to hear, oh, you don't have to upgrade, we're on one single platform, but if they're turning on 14 new features and the client's not using any of them, they're not getting any value out of that. Right. This has been really great. And I think you bring a lot of value to the risk management community, which is why I wanted to have you on the show. And I really appreciate your comments here. If somebody wants to get in touch with you to learn more about your services, or maybe they need some help evaluating their own system, how do they do that? Sure. Well, they can reach me a couple of ways. My email address is poneil, P-O-N-E-I-L-L at redhandadvisors.com. Or they can just visit my website, which is redhandadvisors.com. Dot com where you can learn more about what we do and you can actually learn about the origin of the name Red Hand. And if your listeners would like, they can download the Remus report. They can go directly to redhandadvisors.com forward slash key and download the 2020 Remus report for free. Awesome. Well, thanks very much for that. And I'm sure my listeners will appreciate that. And it's been great having you. Thanks, Mike. I had a great time. Thank you for listening to Should I Stay or Should I Go? Brought to you by Key Strategies LLC, the US insurance and risk management recruitment specialists. If you like the show, please be sure to subscribe, like, and leave reviews. Every time you do, it helps others find the show. And if you have any specific career-related questions, please post them or send an email directly to Mike at mtenenbaum at keystrategies.com. He may even answer your question on the show. When you subscribe, you'll also get notifications of when the next episode is available. Hope you join us next time.